Hey folks, welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan, he is Mac. If there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? That is right. So Mac is fulfilling the punishment from the penalty points. That means we are reset, and Mac is currently wearing a Ghostbusters costume. And hopefully we do not uh, talk about this again for the rest of the episode. I don't think we have to. I think it's just going to be a thing. Yeah, it's going to be a visual bit, and I don't think we have to <laughs> describe it any more. We're trying than... to keep with the with the audio platforms, and uh, the only way we can do that is respect them by not even gi- giving any thought at all, right? Right. And so, with that being said, now we are going to transition actually into our episode, yep. which is we are reviewing a pseudo sequel, but not really a sequel. It was made after the television sh- series Cowboy Bebop. The movie, also known as Cowboy Bebop Knocking on Heaven's Door. It is a movie that I follows... I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little tidbit. It is, like, yeah. Well, it was so, intended to be named that. Obviously, uh, they couldn't do it um, because somebody named Bob Dylan and, you know, all of his party people, uh, you know, would not let that happen. But with that being said... Is that said, true? He stopped them? I mean, well, like... Or it's just like there's no way they could have because of... The, the, I've, I think it's possible to say that there could have been there was a maybe a, like a legal pretense. I'm not entirely sure. Regardless, that is like the the subtitle that's like under leaves, under wraps uh, for this film. Nevertheless, this movie follows the main gang that we know and love from Cowboy Bebop. It is directed by the same director as the show, Shinichiro Watanabe. Also, is composed by Yoko Kano as well. And as it follows the same gang, yes, in at least for the English dub and also for the Japanese dub or Japanese uh, sort of voice acting has the same actors, but the English dub has the same actors as well. Steve Bloom, Wendy Lee, Bo Billingsley, and Melissa Fawn as well. And what it's about is that the gang uh, stops a sort of terrorist attack on Mars. That's yeah. essentially the gist of the movie. And... It is tonally very similar to the rest of the show. Yes. While still, but also tonally, um, t- it takes itself pretty seriously. True. And once again, revisits the theme of existentialism and and purpose in life. And so I think, Mac, both you and I, we were discussing this prior as well to recording this episode, that we are going to have a little bit of difficulty. Yeah really discussing the quality of this movie and but rather how the movie has made us feel right and and why do we feel the things that we feel so in order to get to that what were then your major takeaways after finishing this film this film Uh is almost two hours long i was expecting it to be like only like 90 minutes and so it's impressive to have it be the length that it is. So after those, after that two hours, what were your thoughts? Uh-huh. Um, I would say that the the big takeaway for me was, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is, <laughs> which is frustrating for me. It really is. You know what I mean, though? It's such a lukewarm take or like it's, it's frustrating away. for me. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm having such a difficult time articulating myself is because the show was, I think... Uh, one of the few things we reviewed that we can call a bona fide masterpiece. Um, yeah, I, I, I would call at least it, in its own department, right? I don't think it's a right. masterpiece of a television right. show. Yeah, but I think it's like definitely closer to a masterpiece when it comes to what we consider anime. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and how it approaches storytelling and the character within it. Right. Um, so the 
the show itself was so stellar that whenever it came to the movie, it's kind of frustrating for me because okay. I thought it was good. It was really good. Yeah. And that's the best I can really say about it. You know what I mean? Well, that is still... an issue since we have to fill up time for this Okay, podcast. right, right, right. <laughs> Duh. But I, I am asking because we were talking about, you, just like you said, how we, we might need a little bit of help here. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out why did I, why did I not like it nearly as much? And the main things that I've come around to is that I think it might have something to do with the fact that I kept having to go back and forth between sometimes I felt like this was just a really long episode. Yeah. And sometimes I was like, this movie really does take itself seriously. This is a real movie. This is a movie. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that got me is that it felt like because it was a movie, it lost some of its original, like very original and unique storytelling elements that it had throughout the show. Okay. So such, such as? Um, well, it just felt a little... Like when, like whenever they looked at the like the giant mountain of okay, we're now going to make a full length movie. Yeah. Um, how are we gonna fill like how, how are we gonna, gonna fill, that, fill time? that time? Yeah. How are we gonna climb that mountain? Yeah. Let's look to other movies to see what they did. That's what it felt True. a little bit like. Okay. Like okay. There are a lot of bioweapon movies I can think of that came out in, in uh during the early two thousands, late nineties. Sure. Yeah. Sort of time. Yeah. Uh, like that. That's are kind of in the similar vein. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, get Smart, um, I, I, th- I think, could be one of them. The, the original Get Smart? No. And Mac is Mac is stumped. Um, what, what Do you mean the one with Steve Carell? Steve Carell, which came out in 2010. That came out years after? Yeah. But uh, another one that I was thinking of <laughs> is, and and this kept coming to mind, is because uh, I was thinking of like, oh, I mean, I guess uh, Agent Cody Banks is another one, Cody although Banks, not okay. uh, with Frankie Muniz. Um although not like stellar, um, a, a piece where like everything is working up to a final event in which like something really bad is going to happen if they don't stop it, right? Sure, but that, I mean, that's a lot of action films. That's what I mean, is like it it kind of felt like they were just kind of following suit. Um, and then the biggest one, the biggest aha moment that I had is uh, Rush Hour. Okay. Have you seen the original Rush Hour? I have not seen the original Rush okay. Hour, but we're talking about, you know, Jackie Chan, Tracy Morgan. We are talking about that one. Um, now, although I'm... Like ninety. Hold on, stop, everybody, stop. I'm luckily I caught it no, myself. No, 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 it's, no, no, not no. it's not Tracy Morgan. It's not Tracy Morgan. It's Chris Tucker. Thank you, thank yes, you, thank Chris you. Tucker. But um, I caught myself, so I, whoo, I'm able to now, wipe the sweat oh, off of my man. off of my forehead. Yeah, you might be in my seat pretty soon here. Uh, <laughs> now, um, the uh, the original Rush Hour was made in 1998. Okay. Sam Bob, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and this movie was like sort of, it started to get storyboarded. I believe in 1999 sure and and maybe they watched rush writing 2000 because it's very similar (laughs) okay (laughs) um in that the 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 big two things is like you know like uh, big weapons gonna detonate and like everything's gonna like it's an easy but it's an easy trope to write around sure and i guess i'm this is what i'm taking away from what you're saying is that it feels safe when it comes to that sort of plot yeah. structure. Well, or like the, the the beat structure. I would like for you to take a wild guess as to where the last battle happens in Rush Hour. Is it? Well, I mean, I can't remember, but like, so this one, it takes place on top of a replica of the Eiffel Tower. It takes place in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rush Hour's fi- final, final fight where they stop the bio and the terrorism from happening is on the Eiffel Tower. And it was in that moment that I was like, I've seen this before. 
Holy shit, this is rush hour. Should we give you the reckless speculation sound effect now? Oh, please. That, like, they totally ripped rush hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go ahead. It, it Rush hour was not nearly a good enough movie for, for, for me to actually think that, you know, they... They ripped all of Rush Hour, but I mean, it was eerily similar at the end there. Sure, but so either sure. way, no, um, so to say. I I want to press on something that you said yeah. earlier, where it felt like an episode that was just sort of stretched out, and right. so then did did you wish that it would have been as short well, as a proper episode? That's a good question. So I I think that it would have uh, I think it would have been served well by being uh, a one episode or a two parter, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Keeping itself to like that 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 good twenty twenty five minutes to to uh, like an hour format, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, somewhere in there. Now, uh, I think that honestly, at first, I was like, "Man, is this just gonna be a longer episode?" And then by the end, I was like, "It wasn't." I kind of wish it was. Interesting. So I had a very different take when it when it comes to that. Is uh-huh. that because how a lot of the most of the episodes are structured? They're like mini movies right they okay. kind of have their own plot right yes. per se and they're all sort of loosely connected but very loosely yeah. loosely connected yeah. um but 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 that that's the sort of idea that went into the writing of those episodes just like these mini movies and so as i was watching this movie i had the experience of oh man i actually wish the episodes all of the episodes were longer you know, oh, okay. like and okay. like especially like episodes that could have used like more time to really build character relationships. Like if we think about some of the least regarded episodes in Cowboy Bebop, probably the most least regarded is Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. Yeah. Uh where it really could have used the time for Jet to uh and expand the relationship with Jet and like his former friend slash master slash teacher and then their uh his daughter uh the master teacher friend daughter Mm -hmm. and like expanding that relationship more and then like the stakes for jet in that episode like obviously it should have been restructured to fit in that sort of like 24 minute time block yeah but it also could have been benefited if it really fit that length and then if you think about the really good episodes like imagine Waltz of Ven- Waltz for Venus being the length of a movie, or Parole Fu being the length of a movie. These episodes that really stick with your brain scratch, episodes that really, really stick with you. That perhaps even if they were given more of a time to really sink its teeth into you, as opposed to the moment that impose that it imposes something uh, magnificent upon you, the episode is over, right? So yeah. if it really gave itself the time to really sick its teeth, that I'm super duper interested in that. And so in that capacity, I do really appreciate this movie. Uh, and I kind of agree with you in the take of like, I do think this movie is good. I don't think it's the most amazing thing. And like, it is kind of weird that like, yeah, it's a movie, it, but it does feel like a very stretched out episode. And yeah. that's both a good thing and a bad thing in my heart. Uh, but at the same time, this movie at the end leaves me oddly emotional, and I could not explain it. Okay, that that is one thing that I can give this movie uh, any day of the week is that, and this is just a thing about uh, Cowboy Bebop overall, yeah. both movie and series. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop 
there are some times whenever the middle is fantastic. There are some times whenever the, like the journey getting there is like you know kind of slower, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm ready for this to be over. But but they can stick a f- landing. The emotional beats that the show and somehow this movie as well like land is is amazing, and um and and so I was super confused by the end of watching this film. Is that like I am almost brought to tears and True. I cannot explain why. Yeah, I'm not I'm not emotionally attached really at all. And then the second that the images of like the the like the the, the, the butterflies? Light butterflies, yeah, yeah, come in, I'm yeah, not like up in puddles, but I was like, oh dang, what's happening to me? And I don't think Vincent, who is the antagonist is a particularly uh, interesting one. Uh, were you just checking to see if there was more espresso for you to drink? Yeah, because I, I forgot. <laughs> I looked in it, and I, st- and I thought to myself, am I done with this? No, I am done with this. Yeah. Okay, I need to be done with this. I don't think Vincent is particularly interesting in a similar regard to Vicious, but I actually think, I still think Vincent is more interesting than Vicious because Easily, I feel I like think so. Vincent goes at least on some semblance of a journey. Yeah. And then what he does to every other character in that film is really interesting, or at least some of the heavy players, right? Like what he does to Elektra, who is um, the other character that's uh, introduced in this film, what he does to Spike and what he does to Faye yeah. in this film is like really, really good stuff for those characters, yeah. um, which is something that I can appreciate. And I don't think Vicious does it to that same degree in the original show run. Uh, but even then, I don't think Vincent is terribly interesting, and you really have to pick at the movie in order to properly ascertain that Vincent is living in this ennui of sorts, yeah. and that like he doesn't know whether or not reality, the li- the life that he's living right now is reality or not, and so he finds it justifiable to then poison the entirety of Mars in the same vein of the poison that he received many, many years back uh, on the moon Titan. And so it, it's it's that sort of like comical villain of sorts, and and it's that sort of villain where I'm dark, I'm kind of edgy, you know, you don't know right. who I really am. Um, but luckily the movie is saved at the same time by these two things. Like I said earlier, what Vincent does to other characters. And the second thing where Vincent really hits home with the sort of existential purpose themes that are rung true by every other character in the show. Right, right. And so Vincent just takes it to another degree where, like, he feels it's like he's living in this hell and he doesn't know how to properly get out of it. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, that isn't suicide. Right, right, right. right. Now, uh, I. I'm going to go ahead and dish this one out. Okay. Haven't given one of these in a while. My gold medal. Wow. Actually goes to Vincent. Okay. Not necessarily this the performance of Vincent, but the writing of the character Vincent. Yeah. Like the concept of Vincent. And Darren Norris does a fine job as Vincent. Sure. Yeah. You know. But but I, I mean just the idea and what that character is able to do for the other characters in the show is so stellar and uh, really beneficial overall for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think a lot of it comes from... Uh, it's kind of Joker-esque um, from Batman in that <laughs> he's defeatable, but it's more yeah. a matter like of... Like anarchist in a way? Yeah, it's, it's more a matter of you're trying to figure out why he's doing it. You're trying yeah. to figure out like who he is and what he's doing. Like, yeah. 
because everyone else you're able to predict what they're doing because you understand them. Yeah. And he's the very first villain that they have written in that is truly difficult to understand. And the main reason that you keep him alive and that you want to battle him is because you're trying to figure out what he's doing. Um, yeah. Well, what the, he stands for. Right. And I and, don't th- and like, even though that is conceptually interesting, I don't think the movie does a good enough job agreed. in like painting that agreed. per se, no, I, even yeah. though conceptually I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. I, I think that the idea of Vincent is awesome. The execution of Vincent is not as good as it could have been. The, cool. uh, the other big thing is that whenever you have a character that everyone's trying to figure out yeah. and that everyone could defeat could have taken the shot could have this and that but isn't it is such good grounds for character exploration character growth yes. because they have to figure out that this villain is requiring them to figure out who they are yes you know what i mean that's a that's a and excellent way of putting it such uh such a good villain so, yeah. such such a good villain to write because like a villain that makes you have to think about yourself this is the most vulnerable you see Spike. Yeah. Probably period, if not in the last two episodes of the show run. This is it's it's that small scene that he has with Electra when they are in two different cells and like he's talking about how now he is afraid of dying. Right. And like it's one of those scenes that like it doesn't really catch you in the moment, but when you think about that scene you realize like probably how much it took for that character to like really speak on that yeah. experience yeah. and it, and it goes to show the actual layered depth that that character yeah. sort of has right um uh, on on that uh but before we before we move on from from that i um that reminds me of a story that uh um I was watching a director one time uh, mm-hmm. tackle a half scene from Hamlet, right? Okay. And um, and all and like Claudius wasn't present, like the villain wasn't present necessarily, but it was uh, Hamlet talking to Ophelia. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that like the the scene was great, right? But but the director was like, now this is pretty good on its own, like on an island, but it could be better in context in the context of the play. We're like, I wonder how and. All, all they did was, uh, they just said, "Could you guys be worried and fully aware that Claudius could walk in at any moment?" Yeah, both of you, Hamlet and Ophelia, both, um, because normally Ophelia does that, but Hamlet doesn't always do that, right? And so that's all they did, and it made the scene really interesting. It wasn't like a perfect scene or anything, and yeah, there was yeah, still yeah. some things, but to, like it added but, this sort of like stakes it, and given circumstances right. that really and informs the, the actor exact into the character. quote that we got that made me so happy and that I still remember this day is um, the best villain is a villain that is still in the room when they walk out. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. That's and Vincent is true. in every single and room. Vincent is in the whole movie. Um, and the thing that's so funny about that to me is that it doesn't even have to do with the execution. It has nothing to do with the performances or the animation or the directing. It's purely the concept. Just the yeah. idea of Vincent, he's president in every room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great that the concept could take them that far. Yeah. Wish they would have capitalized on it a little bit more. I, I, I hope so too because even then, 
Because even though you have a good concept, you still have to develop the character itself. And it didn't really feel like they fully developed that character. Yeah. It was really good, though, to have Electra, who was yes. Vincent's like past lover of sorts right. uh, from, from many, many years ago. And now she works for that uh, pseudo-pharmaceutical company as like an agent, essentially. And is hunting down Vincent. And I, I, for some reason, also, like, so this isn't the first time that I've seen this film. This is the only the second time, though. I haven't seen it in years and years and years. But, um... This is the first time you rewatched the series and the movie. Correct. Wow. Uh, so, and I always remembered uh, Electra being Vincent's past lover. But you don't, you don't really put it together until the end yeah. right am i crazy no you're like it's kind of no. it's not really revealed until the end well because it feels like uh there's a, a potential there's some for, foreshadowing but like right but there it feels like there's a potential for a while that because spike is interested that that could be a potential that that spike and electric could could be because spike for a while oh, whenever like, he first like meets a romantic her, interest yes for because whenever spike first meets her for, an, for for a while it's just like man she is gorgeous like i cannot wait for the next time i see her and everything right and i love a, a woman who can kiss kick my ass <laughs> yeah right right and uh which is totally on brand right and i think they also did a really good job of that with Faye as well. That, like, there were a couple episodes throughout the series where it felt like, wait, is someone to have with Faye and Spike? And then they never do. And yeah. I actually really, really like that. I really enjoy yeah. that. That, like, um, well, because then it further adds tension, right? Yeah. And so then it makes you question whether or not those respective characters will be good for each other, right. anyways. So, like, right. I appreciate the show's resistance to not have. Spike and Faye ever actually get together, and oh. the movie's resistance to never have uh, Spike like an and Electra yeah. ever get together, right? Like, I think those are very specific choices, but choices that end, excuse me, that, that aid in the motivation for those characters, right? Because it's not necessarily those characters' actions that are for the other person, but it kind of is, but it never fully is. Right, right, You know, right. where, where they're still doing a lot of things for themselves, right? Yeah. Not in the service of the other. And so, so then sometimes when there is an action that is in service of the other, it becomes a lot more potent because occasionally mm. it comes out of left field, right? Yeah. Like, at least in the context of the show, Spike saving Faye... Uh, from when she was uh, brain brainwaved in Brain Scratch, or like Faye swooping out of nowhere for I think Walter Venus, right? Like like th those kind of couple of episodes where the other person saves the other's ass, and you didn't really not necessarily like see it coming, but it becomes a lot more powerful of a moment because they they're not you know uh, sort of obligated to each other. Right, in terms of like a relationship. They're yeah. obligated to each other in terms of like I care about you, but I'm never gonna say it. Right. Which which makes it a lot more interesting to watch and a lot more just fun to to just witness and be a part of and pick at. Right, right, right. Um and, yeah, so, no, and so that's the case that's the case here as well. And so then in a way it's sort of it's interesting to watch Electra's journey in this movie as well. And of course, like she's never interested in Spike, but then like figuring out in the end that she did have a past relationship with Vincent and how that and how that specifically does 
motivate her action uh-huh. throughout the rest of the film. Now, uh, in terms of because there were quite a few reveals in this movie, right? Yeah. Um, some some pretty good uh, um, forks in the road. What were some of the reveals that that stuck out to you? And do you think were there any gasping moments? The primary gasping moment was there was a scene where it definitely and I I for some like I just had this erase from my memory where Vincent was potentially going to rape Faye. Right. And that was a legitimately terrifying yep. scene. Yep. Um it yeah, it was just like chilling and then it's one of those scenes that makes you realize in the moment, oh shit, I really do care about these characters. Oh, right. I really care about these characters because in that moment you're like, oh dear god, I hope nothing happens to Faye. Right. You know, I hope nothing bad happens to her. You know, and and, yeah. and then you become really ten times more invested in in the characters because you're like, oh my god, wait, I care about these people. What the hell is going on? But that was like a gasping moment for me. I'm like, oh my god, oh shit, this is going there. Oh god, this is going there. Oh Jesus Christ, like it was yeah. like immensely uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, and that I guess. And so I'm trying to figure out in my mind. I'm like, was that a justified placement? In the movie, and I think it is to further paint sort of Vincent's like uh, twisted nature from being disassociated from reality and then, uh, yeah, performing these twisted acts and in pursuit also of just trying to find something to live for. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, it, that, that, that's something, oh man, uh, that's oh, such a good segue. I kind of feel a specific way about this that um it's difficult for me because it feels like is quite a lot of backlash in terms of kind of out of pocket or out of left field placements of that that specific type of stuff like that specific type of like sexual assault or things like that right but it's like for the sake of doing it for the sake of like putting your character in that position it's difficult for me because my first reaction is well you're not supposed to like him um, and my next reaction is there's just so much like romanticization of other crazy, crazy shit that it doesn't like, I, I just am confused. Like why that's the line in the sand. Does that makes any sense? So like, for instance, you, you ever seen the show? You or ever heard of it? Oh, oh, the Not show you. title. For instance, Danny. No. Um, I've heard of the show, show You. Yeah. Now, uh, follows a, you know, uh, a, a stalker kind of sociopath who, is, like, is following this girl and everything, and, uh, and, and, he, and he murders some folks, right? Um, as one does. As one does. Now, the show does a really, really interesting job of making sure that you are in love with this guy. You love him. And he's really endearing and really fun to watch. And you get his voiceovers and all this stuff, Sure, right? sure, sure. And now, is he a good guy? No. But is he a bad guy? Absolutely not. You're following him. Um, and it's just weird that, like, there's never really... That's okay, maybe not, maybe not never. But there are very few people that have a problem with that show or him or the romanticization of the things that he's doing. And we watch plenty of murder and we watch plenty of stalking and all that stuff, right? And it feels weird to me that, like, that is 100% okay, but seeing a bad guy who we're supposed to hate with all of our hearts, like, doing something awful is weird. 
Does that make any sense? I think so. I think it, it, I haven't seen you. I'm just I'm just playing hypothetical devil's yeah. advocate, whatever. Of like it that that seems to be a kind of show where it's purposefully putting the audience in a tricky position. Yeah. Um, like the book Lolita, for example. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't read that either. But <laughs> but like putting the audience in a tricky position on like how do I feel about these things, right? Where, um. You know, you're not supposed to empathize, obviously, yeah. but but there's a sort of semblance of sympathy that goes for whatever the character is dealing with, uh-huh. right? And so I think still this movie does a good job with us allowing us to still sympathize with Victor's plight. Vincent. Did I say Victor? Excuse me, Vincent. Uh-huh. Um, is that a find? We'll investigate. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> um, is Vincent's plight? But obviously, I mean, we're never going to agree with Vincent doing that to Faye. And we're sure as shit never going to agree with Vincent just performing this almost terrorist act uh, upon an entire population of a planet. Yeah. You know, like we're never going to agree with that. Yeah. And the movie doesn't ever try to have us agree with that. Exactly. Like so much so that. It, it just feels kind of forced that Vincent is performing those, like, in terms of the eco-terrorism, is performing those heinous actions, right? right? It just in order to keep the plot going, right? right? Now, please, can we continue this conversation after we're more sponsored? Maybe. Senior, Senior Lavelle, Lavelle. Yeah. Um, I would like to continue this conversation, please, on the... Uh... We're not supposed to agree with Vincent's actions. Yeah. We are led successfully to sympathize for his plight. That's uh-huh. something that the movie does pretty darn well. And so if the movie allows us to sympathize his plight, then in some capacity at least, we can track his action. Mm-hmm. Therefore... And I, the movie needed to improve on this. That I will say. But I think it was at least a step in the right direction where we can somewhat track and and understand why he was performing those terrorist acts and why he was about to have a sexual event yeah. with Faye. We, we've talked about this like marginally on the show before. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, though, at this point, how, how you feel about it like, with this – content specifically um the idea of humanizing versus justifying that it's always in the interest of the story to humanize but it is not always in the interest of the story to justify does that make sense it needs but it needs to be justified for whoever is performing yes. those actions sure, sure, you know sure. what i'm saying like yeah. they, those actions need to be properly motivated right right whether or not i agree with those actions is not the point, uh-huh. right? The, the, I mean, the the larger point is whatever the movie is trying to tell right. me or say or do. Right? It's not telling us that, that 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 Vincent's doing anything good. Correct. It's just telling us why he's doing it. Yes. And and and, and not making a good case for it, but 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 uh, making it that it is something that a lot of people could do. It's not like he has some disorder or it's not like, you know, he's some supervillain. He's a person. That if somebody was put in Vincent's exact position, right? Yeah. That perhaps they could be led to a situation right. akin to what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much, how, how much, much do you believe, Danny, 
that uh, a person's actions is their experiences or a person's uh, personality is their experiences versus uh, what they're born with. What? So naturalism versus, excuse me, naturalism. Nature versus nurture, is that what you're asking me? Yeah, but with this, Uh, with Vincent. But with Vincent in particular? Yeah. I think there was something always within uh, Vincent's nature that like would sort of uh, how his brain is rigged, right? Well, and and especially when you take away like his basis of self, which is what happened to him when Uh he lost his memory, right? Because the the vaccine from the um, from the nanomachine disease, right? That because he lost his sense of self, then he sort of devolved back to nature. And then because of the disassociation from reality, he was nurtured from that. Does okay. that make Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. But I think the reason that I ask is because I think that is a huge tick in the right direction. Okay. A huge A plus on the part of the movie that we're even able to have a discussion about that. That's true. You know that's what I mean? true. That's that's very very true. Um, that, it, like in in my mind, that's a big question that needs to be asked for most people that have a difficult that that uh might have a difficult time being humanized um or be, being given a backstory that that makes actual sense uh but i think that the movie does a really good job of, of answering that question another one another one that we were talking about yeah before the yeah. show started is uh we were at party city <laughs> and as we're walking in, I say to you, well, at least one thing we can agree on is that the music wasn't as good. And you looked me dead in the eyes and you said... I disagree. That's exactly right. In 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 a way, in a way. Because this is tied to my sizzle serve, Mac. Oh. So the song that is used after Spike is shot off of the train and he's like pulled out of the yeah. river by... I want to say his name is Sleeping Bull. Uh, after he's pulled out of the river. Wait, I thought and that was then, what he calls Spike. No, oh, uh, Spike is like swimming. swimming oh, you're right. Something, Sorry, Go ahead. swimming something, swimming bird. I think. Uh, point being, the the Native American influenced yeah. character, which, by the way, really fast for this movie and and for the rest of the show, anyways. Like, I just really appreciate the amount of representation that it gets, and it's yeah. really freaking cool. And I'm like, that's right. There's a Native American inspired character in this anime right that's right there's a lot of arabic moroccan influence yeah. in this movie that's really freaking cool and, and the big thing is... why it was there was because what shinichiro watanabe was like oh you know i didn't have enough arabic influence this is a great opportunity for me to do that and then also did um was did like on-site touring you know location you know, scouting of Morocco. And so the character of Rashid, who was also the doctor who made the, uh, the disease and the vaccine. Um, he was, that character was based off the tour guide that he had the the Whoa, director while he was in Morocco. In yeah. what ways was he based? Did you, I mean, do you know the hell if I know? Okay, great. Sure. Let's just call him up and we can ask. Him. I mean, regardless, that's that, the next interview <laughs> after a spike is pulled out of the water. And he's like sitting at the campfire warming up, and then Electra is like, uh, not demoted, not delisted, but but uh, deferred, something, whatever, removed from what she works for. That mm-hmm. song that plays, it's called Dijurido, right? I think it's performed by Gabriella Robin, who performs other songs in the show. So she's not, you know, this is not her first first rodeo. 
That is the best song in the series. Wow. It's in the entire the series, series. And, okay, the wow. entire series. Better than Tank, the intro song. Better than Blue, me, the Tank final so song. Good. Better than Space Lion, right? Like, plenty, plenty of songs. And I think every time I listen to that song, I get, like, weirdly emotional every single time. Whoa. Uh, and and no other has that song been your opinion for a long time? I only ever really noticed a song this time. Wow! But I was so blown away by the magical nature uh, and the beauty and the faint sort of elegance and 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 ghostly uh, sort of tone of this song. I was really taken aback by it, and even though it it felt like such a such a small small scenes as well. Yeah. To have that song be so potent in juxtaposition was something that I never really quite experienced with this show. Yeah. And and this movie as well. And so that's why I feel that way about, you know, that song. Now, in regards to the rest of the soundtrack, I think the the song where, you know, Spike is in that dogfight with the the guys from the military, yep. that's one of the best songs in the series. Yep. I think the the start of the celebration as well, uh which is called Yo Pumpkinhead because of course, like the song for that, right. I think it's also a fantastic song. The song where Spike is being guided around by the tour guide Rashid, I think that's also a fantastic song. The song where they they use um when they see the butterflies, for example, yeah. the images of the butterflies that the song plays like once or twice throughout the film. That's also a fantastic chilling song. Like it's it's really, really well done. I think saying that the music in this movie uh, is does not hold the candle, and I'm I'm kind of putting words in your mouth. I know is not does not hold the candle to the rest of the show run. I think is doing a disservice to the music that is in this film. Sure, sure. Because even though a lot of the music in the show is great, in such a short in this period of time, right? It's banger after banger after banger. Sure. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. No. No. I I think that it's not a matter of uh of liking the songs or disliking the songs or or them being good or not. I think it's more a matter of in the uh in the series. Yeah. The genre that they use consistently in all of the music is so specific and yeah. such uh such an in your face experience that it honestly the music changes the way that I view the show. In the series, that is totally fair, and I think and in the most movie, people agree I with don't you. know if it does that for me. It adds, and it's good, and I think it's still great, uh, it's a great soundtrack for the for the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it changes anything though. I think it enhances the story. I don't think it changes the way I see the story though. In other times, there were times whenever if the music was not there throughout the series, then I would have thought that it was a hard hitting drama. Or there were some times in the series in which. I uh, it would have felt like Berserk, which Berserk was really slow for me. Like, there were a lot of times in Berserk where I was like, "Geez, Louise, this frame rate is so damn slow. I need this move to like this thing to move." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think they actually got away with that several times because of the sound design and because of the music in the series. In Berserk? No, in Cowboy Bebop. Okay, in the series. okay, sorry. In the movie of Cowboy Bebop, it did not necessarily feel like that. It did not move slow. But it definitely did not change the way that I viewed it for me. 
I, I, I somewhat disagree because I think the music really, really enhanced this film and, and the beats in this film. I, uh, that is, man, I think we just straight up disagree. <laughs> we just straight up disagree. Because I hear sure. your take. You know, I hear you. I, I hear, see you. Thank you. I listen to you. Right. You know, I, I accept you for who you are. And I think you're wrong. You're wrong. There I think it is. you're wrong. There it is. Okay. I think you're wrong. Right. Now, uh, again, not a matter of being bad. It's just, I think it just serves a different purpose to sure. the movie as the music served to the series. And that was upsetting because I loved the music in the series so much. The music I, in the never, series is fantastic. It's I'd legitimately never changed. Really good. Like music had never been used as a way to affect the way I saw it. That even though the music in this movie is really, really good, the music from the show, in your opinion, is perfect. And so it's it's just it's just but it's like it's yeah. a difficult task. It's it's a near yeah. impossible task. Sure, sure. Um but just really fast. Yeah. Did this movie at all change your opinion on Ed and Ayn? Yeah. Who had a, oh, like yeah, such absolutely. a wonderful, funny little like ten yes, minute moment? Yes, absolutely. Now I love Ed in this movie. I, I love Ed in this movie. Yeah, she Ed, has so much fun, and it's so much fun to watch her. Yes, I, and the crew relying on her too, which is which is a big thing. I was about to say the exact same thing that Ed felt like much more still a nuisance and a child, but it felt like Ed was much more part of the team this time. Yes. And that was really, really uh, nice because Ed is such a valuable resource that they finally are consistently using her. The uh, and I will say this: there were several times in the show or in the in the series where I something would happen to Ed, and I wouldn't feel super bad for Ed. I'd just be like, okay. But I will say, whenever Ed was going door to door and doing all the Halloween trick or treating, whatever, yeah, the few times that people were being just absolute assholes to Ed, I was like. Don't talk to her like that. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. That kid just wants some candy. Um, And the best was like the the guy with the shotgun. And then Ed telling Ayn that wasn't the right place. Yes. Like being heartbroken. Yeah, right. That wasn't even the gun. It was just like, yeah, that wasn't him. Next place. It's just like, god damn it, It's whimsical and funny and it's wonderful. And and again, I I, I will give a thumbs up to that moment. That that moment was absolutely aided by the... uh, Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, what was the music? The music in the, the music Ed changed and the way segment? I saw that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because if that did not have that music, I'd be like, "Oh my god, is that child about to die?" But because the music, I was like, "You knew Ed okay was safe, it. right?" Um, yeah, no, I did. Like and it was really funny. Movie. And it was just like one of those things. I always love it when whatever sort of media does this, right? Where a character asks a question like, where is this? And then immediately cuts to wherever that thing is. So Faye was asking, where is the hat hat that I found from Lee Sampson in order to track him down and in order to get him and perhaps Vincent as well, or at least in the case, just Lee Sampson, whatever semantics. Uh, And then immediately cuts to Ed just walking with Ayn and Ed has a giant jack-o'-lantern on top of her head. And even like something as small as Ed is standing on the street uh, talking to Faye on the phone, and Ayn has a jack o' lantern on his head, right. and he's just walking around in circles. This this corgi with yeah. a jack o' lantern on its head—it's the best it's part. So cute, man. It's even like even a little bit too is like how Ayn was used as well. Of like, you really get a better sense in this movie than I think in maybe any episode of the show. That oh, that's right, Ayn is super intelligent. Like Ayn is able yes. to play Shogi. Yes. And like shows Jet which move to make 
towards the beginning of right. the film uh when he when he's playing against spike right. in that board game like that that's such a small thing of just like oh that's right i'm the data dog like i think the movie does a really good job of painting the images and capitalizing on ed and ein and then maybe that sort of played a factor into my experience with them while they were on the show you know because because yeah. I had seen the show, and I had seen right. the movie, right? And that is, and that is, and the then you loved Ed and Ayn in the show this time watching it. Yes, and that might have been part of it. Okay, and part of it sense. too is like trusting those characters, right? As right, well. right, right, right. And so then realizing towards the end, oh man, those characters did not get enough. Right. And I think in this movie, the characters got the perfect amount. Right. And it was an absolute treat. Yes, you were you were about to say something. I'm wondering. So the show, the series, came out in 1998. Yeah, the uh, movie, came, movie out came out in two thousand. Uh, excuse me, two thousand one. One, right? So, what do you think those three years changed? What do you think those three years either aided, added, or deterred? Well, it, it definitely added, and also the budget as well, uh, and the the trust with where the process was taking taking them. You know, it added to the the artistic, the animation. Like the the intro, fun fact. So so I believe, hopefully I'm using this term correctly. Rotoscoping is yeah. like well yeah when you're capturing the sort of like 3D image like in real life and then you put it to like this sort of animation where it sort of looks like rotoscoping is used at the beginning of this movie. But no, it's just straight up like I believe by hand animation and so really fluid movements. But nevertheless, point being to properly answer your question i think it allowed a lot of perspective on who these characters were and what's important to them and and how can we fit more character into where this movie fits which is like towards the end but in the middle of the series Mm -hmm. you know how can how can we give more character to these characters and (laughs) and have but have them go on a journey that still means something right and so, and part of it too is like Watanabe realizing, oh, I did not put enough Arabic influence in my show that is supposed to be multicultural. Right. Let me take that opportunity, right? It's a couple of, th- couple of those things. And I mean, this movie would not have been made if not for the success of the show. Yeah, right. right like right. That, that, that alone says enough you know like of course he had ideas for the show while excuse me ideas for the movie while making the show show, but he never had the opportunity to make the movie until he finished the show i mean do do you think that 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 like those years in between that time in between makes a big difference in terms of the maybe the perspective or anything uh not entirely that's kind of why i was asking to be honest is that i i'm not sure um, there was a whole lot that that changed uh, yeah. in, in those three years. It really did feel like, um, even though there were some things, yeah. I mean, but like, I think it's okay. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a lot. Right. You know? Right. No, I agree. It, and it, they're not that far removed from the show. No, it was really just a matter of like, uh, it felt a little bit in the air of, okay, well, it seemed to be successful. Everyone wants us to do another one, so let's get the band back together and do another one. Yeah. Um, but it's successful. I mean, well, in terms of like no, it wasn't bad. the movie itself. Right. It just felt like all right, well, you know, since it was successful, let's whip up yeah. let's whip up another one. Okay. Um yeah, it, it didn't feel like there was an idea that was so Necessary. outrageous or right that we needed to make a movie. It felt like 
It was pretty good, right? Okay, well, I, I have one more idea. We can do another one if we need to. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of with you mm-hmm. there. This movie did not You can feel throw reckless necessary. speculation on that one as well. Sure. That's all, another reckless okay, speculation. Okay, let's, let's put the imaging. But All right, we're good. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, but, but yes, okay, perhaps, yeah, this movie did not feel necessary, uh-huh. right? Now, with that being said, I think if you watch the show and enjoy the show, I think the movie is must-watch. Do you agree or do you yes, disagree? Yes, I would agree with that. I I, I, I think the movie is I'm good enough and you. within the tone of the show. And I think it's 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 its own experience in its own right. But at the same time, so very feels very much so a part of the show. How fast after watching the series the first time did you watch the movie? Immediately after? I want to say maybe I think a little bit longer than that. A little bit longer than that. I remember watching it on a bus in high school while we were going somewhere for a competition for theater. Uh, uh, the, yes. So that must have been either maybe tail end of sophomore year, perhaps, or uh, because because I watched the show sophomore year of high school, like in January and February. Yeah, and I think maybe I watched it the movie maybe towards the end of that year if not like the next year yeah you know so so not not far removed from it while you had the experience of you watched you finished watching the show a couple weeks ago and then you watched this right yeah do you think that played a big factor uh i i'm I'm glad i'm glad that i had the show and the knowledge of the show going into this because there were quite a few times where i uh I, I think that the sh- that the movie was vaguely dependent on you having seen the show. Um, it is. It yeah, is. like I think the movie is worse with you not watching the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like th- there's there's quite a lot of givens that you just are it, there's they assume that you know, which is a safe assumption to make, to be honest. Especially because, and this is another one that is, I think definitely worth talking about. I don't know why I'm you know like like sophisticatedly crossing my legs in this okay. in this garb. Um, now. Uh, I, I am curious, why do you think this movie was so hard to get our hands on? I have no idea. That's you know a I mean? great question. Because I think it's available in other countries. You cannot stream this movie legally anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. It is, and it is also very difficult to find physical copies of this film it's as well. It's weird. It is strangely difficult to get something uh-huh. that feels really important to the right. canon that is Cowboy Bebop. And and even more importantly... It's a labor of love. To it, it feels strange that it's so difficult to access something that seems like it would do really freaking well in America. Yeah. Like, yeah. the series has blown up, and they've made the live-action series, which honestly, I feel like is actually less... Uh, uh, of a money-making scheme on its own. Like, I'm sure they didn't make a whole lot of money off of the live-action Cowboy Bebop, but I guess I, I'm, I'm willing to speculate, and we'll, and we'll find this out later, I suppose, that I bet that mainly just upped the, the views for the original series. Because I bet a lot of people were like, yeah. oh, yeah, Cowboy Bebop was really good. It was way better than this. And then they went back and watched the anime. Yeah. I know I mean, a lot I mean, of part people... Of the- Part of the reason why we're doing this sort of retrospective now is because, because of the it, release exactly. of the live action. And funny enough, that's actually the response that I've been getting. Whenever I people have like reached out to me talking about like you know like they've been responding to oh my gosh I love Kelly Bebop I'm so excited to, to listen to the episode like that you guys made right yeah and it's purely from a place of yeah I I heard they're coming out with a new one are you guys going to be covering that as well yes it's garbage <laughs> like that's what that's what they've been saying right and so. uh yeah, I, I think it's really weird that 
okay, live action comes out. Great press for the original. So why don't we have the movie? It's it's very strange because like we both said, like right. this is this is a must watch. I'm sure it'd be pretty if you cheap watch for it and enjoy the show. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's available weird. in other countries. I think it's it's uh-huh. a primarily this country thing. Okay, like it was available uh, on Prime Video at one point or another, and I think it is available on Netflix in other countries as well. Um, while we still have time, by the way, um, which all that to say, it's bullshit. Let's just say that. <laughs> It is just frankly bullshit (laughs) that it's really difficult to find and watch this film. And I think this film is worth watching if you like the show. And I I don't know. Once again, I got weirdly emotional for this film. I kind of understand why because I think it really hits home with its themes and with with the sort of like finding purpose in life. And What, and, what, What theme hit home for you the most? What was that what it's, I just said? Yeah, it, it was like the, <laughs> man, I feel not listening? aimless and it's just, it, it feels good Yeah, too. and like there's something really long. magical about the scene Spike has with Electra, where like he says that he never feared death until he met uh, who we know is Julia, right? Right. Like until he met Julia, he never cared about living. And now, now that he's met Julia, like living is something that he can never have back and he values so much more and i don't know like and and it further enhances the sense of camaraderie that these characters have for one another and how much care they have for one another yeah as well and i and i think it's it's a big thing and like how do we guide ourselves in our lives um now really fast uh because i don't think we talked about this character enough and i think this character is worth discussing in terms of the quality of this film. What do you think of Electra as a character in this film? Do you think she was well rounded, well developed? Because um, without a doubt, she was super freaking cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she was so cool. Yeah. Um, but was she a good character in terms of this film? Now, for Vincent, it was a little bit of a tricky thing because conceptually, he was a good character. But in terms of execution, it was lesser. Right. right, but in terms of Electra, how did how did you feel yeah, about her? I I would say that uh, it's it's difficult because naturally I'm going to compare her to other people that have been in similar positions. You know, like the Vincent, um, kind of characters like, who are around for an episode. The characters that are around for an episode, or even I'm just giving like people like people's first episodes, right? Yeah. So like another one that comes to mind is 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 Faye. It's yeah. like because yeah. they're introduced in kind of similar ways. Um. So I'm, uh, I would say that she, it's difficult because I don't think that she is as, she's as taken care of as the other ones. I don't think that she's as fleshed out and, um, deep as, as the other ones, but I don't think that she has to be. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Her motivations are muted and her motivations definitely uh, are explained at least by the end of the film. Sure. And so like, but never throughout the film, do you like raise your hands up and say, why is she doing this? Why the hell is she doing this? It never yeah. feels like that. Well, you know? also because her actions are never like the absolute center. Like she makes actions and they're important and you're looking at them and that's that that helps the plot and everything, but that's not really the oh two, two minute, minute warning. warning. She feels to the side though. She does feel to the side, but I think that actually helps with the fact that we don't know what she's like why she's doing everything she's doing at first. Yeah. So that we're not bothered by it, but by the end we go Oh, oh yeah, of course yeah, no that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And 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 even then, even though I think I wish she was 
fleshed out more, it's still a powerful moment to me that after she kills Vincent and Vincent doesn't kill her because Vincent remembers his past and that moment of death, yeah. you know, that it's raining and she just like looks up and closes her eyes. And it's just like, I think that's like a wonderful silent breath moment. That's wonderful. Uh, okay. Point being, I think this movie's fun. I think this movie's great. Yeah. It's not the best thing we watch. I don't think it's better than the show, but I think if you like the show, I think you must find a way to watch this movie. Yeah. This movie belongs in the show's canon. It's an absolute treat. It, and I think it's it it's good in the sense of like it'll make you feel things and then it'll have you trying to figure out why, which is at least of course because we're nerds, we always enjoy that. Yeah. Mac. I would say that you should view this movie as uh, just another episode. In, in my mind, I think that it it um, it is not uh, something that stands separate from, but stands in continuity with yes. the success of the show. Um, and you know, if if you really need to find it, you'll be able to find it. Just do some googling. Yeah. Um, now, if you're desperate enough, and you should be, you'll find it. You'll find it, like we were. Uh, Danny Lavelle. Yep. What we're reviewing next week mm. is, per the request of the peoples on TikTok, uh-huh. Uncharted. Th- By the movie. The movie. The Thank movie. you. Not they- the full video game series. No. The uh, the movie, and you're going to have to buy your ticket. Because it's only oh, it's in theaters. Again? Yes. Buy yes, your tickets, sir. folks. Buy we're watching t- Uncharted. Yes, we are. All right. There we go. Thank you, sir.